Hi everyone, we're Tyler and Southside and this is Surety Speaks. Today we're going to talk about the crisis in Texas and how online mutual aid is becoming relevant during disasters. Yeah, thanks for that intro, Tyler. So I just wanted to give some background on the situation for people who might not know much about it. Basically, the high and low of it is that um, there's freezing temperatures causing power outages um, and leaving a lot of Texans really cold and hungry. It's a terrible crisis and it's local. And we wanted to talk about how people are helping each other through these really tough times. So a lot of mutual aid collectives in Texas are stepping up to raise money and collect food for people in need, both locally and even um, you know organizations across state lines. But it's not just organizations, it's people as well. And with that in mind, I kind of wanted to give a definition of mutual aid because it's kind of this buzzword that's been, you know, we've been hearing a lot of, especially um, from 2020 onwards. But um, so the basic definition of mutual aid is it's a form of political participation or activism where community members can take responsibility in taking care of each other. It's a non-hierarchical form of giving that does not rely on a higher organization. Instead, it draws directly from the resources and the willingness of a single community or multiple communities for each other. In Texas, it's been really moving to see the neighbors help each other out too. Neighbors were bringing food, generators, and clean water. I was interested to see the role that social media played in the aid efforts. Now, the community organizers are sharing information online about the situation so people can pitch in and help out directly. And it's very different from the traditional mode of giving. Charity used to be the ones responsible for handing out food and other resources during a crisis. Now, people are sharing what they have with each other. Yeah, there were a lot of stories that I heard about people sort of offering up their resources, their, you know, transportation, like cars, or, you know, even just their time to the local communities that they're in through um, social media networks like Facebook. I've also seen a lot of people trying to raise money um, towards towards the efforts uh, through Instagram, resharing Venmo accounts of mutual aid organizations and even individuals and other charities that are helping people weather the crisis. We've seen this before during 2020 when COVID left people unemployed or sick. People were sharing donation links on Twitter and Instagram. Websites like GoFundMe or Kickstarter have become places where people in crisis can help each other. Mutual aid is great because anybody can pitch in and even if you don't have the money, you can donate your time. The internet is a game changer. People can work together for good, even if they don't know each other beforehand. It's about sharing a common goal and paying it forward, right? Yeah, absolutely right. And um, when, when I was doing the research for this um, for this episode, I actually stumbled on this quote that I really liked from a New York Times article, which I just wanted to share here. So it's um, from Paul C. Light, who's a professor of public services at New York University. And he made this really, really interesting observation that the millennials and now the Gen Z's in their wake are unanchored from traditional institutions and societal practices. It's the peer-to-peer model and people who are using it are also clearly reacting positively to it. So, you know, what that essentially means is that people are not relying on higher organizations now. Like, for example, the people on the ground in Texas are not relying on institutions. They're using their own power and drawing on their own community to help each other. Even if they don't have the, you know, the money power to donate, they'll share resources or tips that can help other people in need, like, you know, how to survive with, without much electricity or how to boil water. Or, um, you know, they can even retweet open Google forms where people can fill out their contact information to give or receive food and money. And yeah, I've seen stats that say young people want to feel a personal connection when they give, but charities are doing work on a large scale and individual people also want to make a difference. Texas is a great example because the crisis is local, but people want to create an impact in their communities, but Gen Z's don't always trust corporations or even the government. 
it's like what you said earlier, peer-to-peer -peer sharing is going viral. And I think it's the best way to have a real connection with the people in your community. You don't need to live in the same place or have the same background. All you need to do is care about the same things. I would be very interested to see how the younger generation uh, takes back their social influence and supports each other. We're already seeing plenty of activism on platforms like TikTok or Instagram, these big tech platforms that people have you know, previously even denounced for not supporting the people. And we've also seen a lot of really great, um, you know, peer-to-peer -peer sharing uh, through our own platforms, um, you know, peer-to-peer -peer function. What's happening in Texas right now is really terrible, but it's also really relieving and really good to see how much people care, especially with how bad 2020 and 2021 have been for us. Um, you know, in that spirit, we've actually been inspired to include a list of charities on the that are working on the ground in Texas and doing really good work that you can support in the description for this episode. So just check out the link that we posted. And, um, you know, if you can help, it would be great if you can pitch in. And that's going to be it for this episode of Charity Speaks. We are Tyler and South South signing off for now. We'll see you next week. Yeah.